Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome in to Studio Day Hefrey on the day after a Cowboys victory over the Chargers. Cowboys win! So welcome in. Let's talk about it. Cowboys and Chargers. Cowboys beat the Chargers, and holy cow, do we have a whole bunch of things to talk about. And the first one is obviously going to be Kevontae Turpin, who welcome Kevontae Turpin to the 53-man roster of the Dallas Cowboys. You've made the team, buddy. Uh, kick return and a punt return for a touchdown in the same half is pretty good. Firing off a tweet to make sure people know we're live over here so that we can have our party. Kevontae Turpin and all the other fun takeaways from Cowboys Chargers live here. I have to do this on the fly and send out a tweet on the fly because for some reason, the way that I normally go live didn't want to work, didn't want to let my camera work, and so I have to do it from a different route. So hi, everybody, and welcome in. Let's party. Good morning. Volleyball starts in an hour, so I got to get this knocked out in the next, you know, 15 minutes or so, and then we'll party. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Let me make sure I've got my sponsor information's pulled up. And we will boogie and talk about how Cavante Turpin is really good at returning and all sorts of other fun takeaways from a Cowboys victory over the Chargers. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Did I accidentally delete my read? I did not. Hey, 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 Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. After last night, you're probably super confident about the Cowboys. Just go ahead and bet the over on their 10. I think they're at 10 now is their over-under. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information. From live in-game betting props and futures, get on over there today. Bet Online. Join. Make your first sports bet. You can use your mobile device as well. And use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, now the peeps are in here. Now the peeps are in here. Bye, Nation. Bye, Josh Ball. Bye, TJ Vash. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's go through it. Kevontae Turpin is very good at returning kicks and punts. Kevontae Turpin's going to make the team. And Kevontae Turpin might change the Cowboys' special teams from boring to holy crap. Because in the first half of that game, the Cowboys destroyed the Chargers. But they did not destroy them on a per-play basis, yards per play, however you want to measure it. They destroyed them by Kevontae Turpin returning a kickoff and a punt to the house. And I've always said tiny people should play in the NFL. Old school NFL people are weird. They want everybody to be 250 pounds and six foot three. And my dog has never caught a squirrel except for the one stupid squirrel that just kept running around the base of a tree. Dogs can't catch squirrels or rabbits. Kick and punt returners should always be tiny. We should know this. Because you can't tackle them. Because they're little tiny quick things. I'm 6'3". If you're 5'6", I can't get, catch you in a game of tag. Because you can just go, wee, and my body can't do it. Tiny people. It's the advantage that people don't pay attention to in football. Kevontae Turpin's going to be good. Other teams aren't going to give Turpin a chance to return. Well, that's good for your team, too, because you know what that means? 
That means that they're guaranteeing you a touchback. That means that they're not going to let you uh, punt return. That means that they're going to be kicking the ball out of bounds. That takes some yardage off of their kicks. That's great. If you have a guy that people are scared to kick to, you also win. That's fine. That's good. So, yeah, that's number one, obviously. Number one takeaway from last night's game is that Cavante Turpin made the team, and he'll be returning your kicks and punts. The end. Now, I'm going to go through some other guys that showed up that I'm intrigued by, interested in. Uh, should I go in the order of how relevant they are? Jake Ferguson, the Cowboys. Let me get my rounds right. Ferguson was the fourth round pick. Wisconsin tight end rookie had a couple of catches, and one of them he showed you some nice after the catch juice, breaking some tackles. That was lovely. There's a very real chance that Jake Ferguson will be tight end number two on this team, and he's going to play a bunch of snaps as a rookie and could actually have an impact. So, Jake Ferguson, that was good. We like that. We like that a lot. Texas hikes in the super chat. They have to find a better option at swing tackle because Josh Ball is not the answer. I agree with you. Hey, look, Carmen is in the chat. We have a celebrity, a real-life celebrity. Carmen, I don't know how to say your last name. I'm going to go with Vitaly. 5'6 is perfectly average height, Jeffrey. That is not perfectly average height. I will have you know that 5'4 is the average height for an American female, and 5'9 is the average height for an American male. I looked this up yesterday because somebody else tried to tell me that 5'6 was the average female height, and I was like, there's no way that's true. It's 5'4". Concerned with the lack of production from Tolbert. Okay, let's do the Jalen Tolbert minute. Let's do it. By the way, Carmen, you should start a YouTube channel. It's time to build your brand and have a side hustle, okay? Get up in there. Carmen covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whatever else for, I believe, the Draft Network now? Carmen's a badass. Follow Carmen. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. This is going to be weird. But once upon a time, I played receiver. I was not as good as Jalen Tolbert or anyone else who's ever been in an NFL camp, ever. But I had good hands and good feet. What has been consistent about Jalen Tolbert that's just kind of an annoyance at this point, and it's like, all right, let's get that figured out, is what happened in the game when he should have caught a touchdown. And the throw wasn't perfect, but he got his first foot in, his second foot wasn't quite in, and then his third foot was in again. I have seen that from Jalen Tolbert no less than four times. The game there, and at least three times in camp, where he's running a route across the back line of the end zone, and he'll go up and catch it. The route's good. He gets separation. He catches the ball, but he doesn't manage to get the two feet down in where a lot of NFL receivers do. And that's just something that he's going to have to figure out because that's the one thing that's been consistent with him is it's like, man, every time he's running the back line, he ends up not getting his feet in. So Jalen Tolbert, we're going to have to work on that. Did I miss Jeff's discussion on Texas Hikes comment? No, I agree. Josh Ball is not the answer at swing tackle. Um, I'll have to go back and watch. He wasn't terrible as uh, he didn't appear to be terrible in this particular game, but I had multiple plays. One as a pass protector, one as a run blocker. Where I was just like, golly, he looks lost and like he has absolutely no chance. Um, Ball is not the answer, I don't think. Who is going to end up running back number three from chance? That is a good question. So let's do this. Running back three and QB two. Those are two things that are worth talking about here. I think the third best running back on the team, and I don't want to be too controversial and say maybe the second best running back on the team, but Malik Davis, the Florida rookie, wearing number 34, I think he's been the one of the three best running backs in camp. 
and that he deserves to make the Cowboys 53-man roster. Um, I like Rico Dowdle, too. I liked Rico last year. Uh, Rico is an NFL running back, for sure. But I just think Malik Davis looks even better in camp and in the games. Uh, I think he just has a little bit more, probably what, power? Tackle breaking, running through things. Malik Davis, Cowboys did a good job on him. He was one of their 30 visits, as Brian Broaddus pointed out after one of my tweets last night. And he never put up big numbers. He never had huge opportunities at Florida. Uh, Let me check his college stats. But the Cowboys did a good job of identifying a dude that could absolutely play. They got him into camp, and the dude can have – he's never had 100 carries in a college season. Malik Davis, he was at Florida for five years. That dude can play. I think he's their third-best running back. But Rico Dattle can play too. So either way, they're going to be fine. Tristan Hill is playing very well. Looks like he's finally coming around. That is another guy that is worth discussing today. Tristan Hill, who had the – it's weird that they call it a strip sack recovery. They call it like the trifecta of the triple crown because – he didn't really sack the quarterback. He knocked it out of his hand, which is a strip, and then he recovered it. I'm not sure how you get credit for a sack in that scenario when you never touched the person. You just touched the ball. But whatever. Tristan Hill made a great play. He got the ball out. He got the ball recovered. And Tristan Hill is finally Cowboys defensive tackle that was a second-round pick years ago is starting to flash as the guy that you've wanted him to be, as a guy that when they block him one-on-one, he's being disruptive in the backfield, and he's making some plays. So that's very good. Tristan Hill is making a very strong push to be on the football team. And they're going to have a crowded defensive line room to figure out who's not going to make the team. You might have to do a fake injury thing with somebody like Ridgeway where you keep him on IR, or you might have to get rid of veterans like Basham and Carlos Watkins because right now they've got at least 12 NFL players that are on that defensive line. Oh, and that's another thing I want to talk about. No Chargers running back in this game average three yards per carry. None of them. And in the Broncos game, I believe the Broncos averaged about two yards per carry against the Cowboys. So guys like Bohana, Gallimore, uh, Oso when he's been in, Golston, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler blowing up a tight end and blowing up a run play yesterday. That defensive line and that defense in general looks really freaking stout. The Cowboys might have one of the best defenses in football. and They're doing this without, obviously, their starters, and other teams aren't playing all their starters. But their defensive line has been kicking ass in the trenches. And that is very, very nice. Are we trashing ball as much as we did with Steel by this time? It works that time. Uh, I don't know. I hope Steel is good too, though. The offensive line is going to be the offensive line is going to be the thing that is that we have to watch because the defensive line looks like it's going to be good. I believe the pass rush is going to be good. Sam Williams was dog-walking the left tackle on one play last night. Like Sam Williams, your second-round pick, the defensive end, he is showing the power that you thought he had. He is showing the athleticism that you thought he had. Uh, He's looking good. Dante Fowler's looking good. Tank Lawrence is a stud. Micah Parsons is a stud. J. Ron Curse is a stud. You got a lot of good players on that defense and a lot of young guys that are coming along and getting better and better. I think this defense is going to be really good. Should we be concerned about the pass defense? I don't think so. No, I think Anthony Brown's a solid NFL corner. I think Jordan Lewis is an NFL starter. I think Trayvon Diggs is a good NFL corner, if not great. Uh, and your safeties, J. Ron Curse is awesome against tight ends. Malik Hooker looks good in camp. Donovan Wilson looks okay. I think that your pass defense is going to be pretty good. I think this is going to be a pretty salty defense. 
I think it's going to be a pretty salty defense. Hey, look, Vach is here. Vach Lombardi. Terp. Yes, the story of the day is Kevontae Turpin, who, look, this is my theory all along. I've always said tiny people are who you need to play at running back and some at receiver, and they need to be returning kicks. Always tiny people. Tiny, fast people are hard to tackle. Kevontae Turpin is hard to freaking tackle because he's tiny, fast, and quick. And so many people in the NFL are big and strong. Big, strong, and fast can't catch. Little, tiny, quick, and fast and kind of strong. Should I be concerned about Curse's back soreness? I am always terrified of backs. I'm just trying to hang out for a while and not worry about it yet. But, uh, yeah. You say something about a back or a neck and I get worried about it. I get worried about it. Other guys that I wanted to mention, Will Greer. Here we go. Quarterback competition. I thought Will Greer looked better than Cooper Rush. I think Will Greer's looked better than Cooper Rush in camp. I think Will Greer, the thrill. I think Will Greer looks confident, poised, reading defenses, aggressive, willing to throw it down the field. Uh, Will Greer's been the second best quarterback on the team. Here's what the team has to deal with, though, is they are going to look at it as, even if we agree with Jeff, who's right, that Will Greer's been our second best quarterback in camp, does that overcome that we've watched Cooper Rush go on the road in an NFL game against the Vikings and go play well and win a football game for the Dallas Cowboys? Is outplaying a guy in camp and preseason enough to get the team to say, yes, we believe it? I don't know. I don't know. But Will Greer looks better than Cooper Rush so far. Um, Israel Mukwamu. Had a hell of a start to this game, and I'll be honest. God, I'll have to do it later this week or something. I'll have to try to put together a 53-man roster because it's going to get kind of weird for this team. Because I think right now you'd go short on offensive line. You'd probably go long on defensive line. You'd definitely go long at safety because I think Israel Mukwamu is making a really strong case that, yes, he's going to make the 53. I think undrafted free agent Marquise Bell is making a very strong case that he should make the 53. Obviously, you're going to keep Donovan Wilson and um, Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse, and that's five safeties. That's a big number for safeties. So maybe you keep five safeties and just five corners. That would make maybe Nashawn Wright or Kelvin Joseph be on the roster bubble. But I think Mukwamu looks good. Dan Quinn loves these giant dudes, and Mukwamu has he's been playing pretty well. Turpin, Hill, Williams, Greer, Malik Davis, run defense, Mukwamu, Jalen Tolbert. And the Jalen Tolbert thing is like, I'm not going to kill him yet because I really like his college tape and he's playing with backup quarterbacks and we'll see. Uh, But yeah, I, I wish that he had been more clearly better than a lot of the other guys that are like fighting for roster spots, but I love his tape. So I think, uh, I think Jalen Tolbert is going to be, I think he's going to be fine, but I do wish we'd had more encouraging signs in preseason games and in camp of him just tearing people up, but I think he'll be fine. We're going to cut good dudes and it's going to suck. Or we could trade people. Watch. Maybe we could trade one of our D tackles for a, uh, for a real swing tackle. But I don't know. You got to trust the Cowboys to make good decisions in that regard. So we'll see. Farniok. Farniok, I thought looked pretty good, but 
I also think that you have to realize that there's not a real competition going on if only one dude suited up and playing a bunch and the other dude didn't suit up at all. Tyler Biotish not even having to suit up and Matt Farniok playing a ton means, yeah, they're giving an extended look at Farniok, but he ain't threatening anybody's job because that other dude ain't even suited up. He's good. He's going to be their center. And when I say he's good, I mean he's safe, not that he's great. Trade Dalton and promote Ferguson. Uh, you don't want to trade Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a good player. You're going to need Jake Ferguson and Dalton Schultz. Does Tristan Hill have trade value after last night? I hope, but I don't know. Because every NFL team has watched knows Tristan Hill's career, which has been underachiever for a second-round pick. We're watching him in camp and know that he's having a really good camp and he looks good. So we would think trade value. But an NFL team is going to be like, he's never done anything in the real NFL. And so you have to convince them or keep sending them your practice tape and be like, I swear to God, this deal line room is legit. Vach knows what he's talking about, obviously. Vach is a smart guy. I love Vach. But Vach, if you're not following Vach Lombardi, you're screwing yourself over. Also, Skywalker Steel, uh, Law Nation's great. Me, I'm great. Those are the people that you need to make sure you're following. Dave Hellman, of course. We are going to take over the Cowboys coverage universe. One day it'll just be me, Hellman, Botch, and Sky, Law. We're just all going to have our own network that covers the Cowboys, and we're all going to be rich. It's going to be great. When's Vach going to do a video with you? I don't know. I'll text him after this. I will commit to at some point in the next week if Vach will. I see you in the chat, Vach. Commit! Yeah. We love each other and really mean it. Tolbert looks like a third-round rookie from South Alabama. That's true. And he's going to get a ton of opportunities. What kind of throws it off is that Dennis Houston might look like he belongs. But he has rookie moments, too. The idea that he's just been out there destroying people in camp is not accurate. Vach is committed. We're in. We're in. Cowboys will not sign a swing tackle. They'll throw ball into the fire just like they did with Steele in 2020. I hope not. I hope not. Possibility that James Washington gets cut. I think yes, honestly. Um, now, I believe he has to get healthy first because what – okay, here's the thing. The cuts are going to be hard, and this is a deep team in some ways. It's also not a deep team in a lot of ways. Wide receiver is incredibly important. You ain't deep there. Uh, offensive line is incredibly important. You ain't deep there. Those two spots are important. I think they're solid with their depth at tight end, really good depth with their running backs. Their defensive line depth is good. Linebacker, we'll see. It depends on what Anthony Barr brings, what's Devin Harper got. Is Luke Gifford still on the team? Uh, in the secondary, I kind of like Deron Bland, but I don't think you have real NFL depth behind your starting corners or your starting safeties. So they're deep in a couple of spots. They're not... Deep everywhere. Uh, Eddie, I don't think I'm going to do that, but I appreciate that comment and question. Okay, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh, James Washington. So, like, James Washington. I think James Washington was signed to the Cowboys for this reason, okay? They brought in James Washington literally because he's caught passes in the NFL. I tried to tell people that I didn't think James Washington was an actual real-life starting wide receiver, but I got a lot of pushback from people out there. But... Nothing about his NFL career suggested he's an actual, like, starting caliber NFL wide receiver, but he's a guy who's been in the league 
and has caught NFL passes. And so the Cowboys were like, look, we only need to bridge a four to five week gap. We'll take a guy who's caught passes. Think about this. Cedric Wilson got over $7 million a year to go to Miami. James Washington got $1 million to come here for one year. Seven times as much as what Cedric Wilson got. So like they were telling you, I was trying to tell you, but be nice about it. And then you get out to camp and James Washington, like they're not going to miss James Washington. I don't know that James Washington is better than, I would assume he's probably better than Dennis Houston, but like he wasn't doing anything in camp. They're not going to miss James Washington. They just wanted a guy who had caught NFL passes. That's what he was here for. And now he doesn't have to bridge the gap to Gallup because Gallup might be back before James Washington's back. So by the time James Washington gets back, what is James Washington? He's the dude that's watching the three starters play, and maybe he's your fourth wide receiver, but you also have Kevontae Turpin now who's going to get to play snaps, and you may have another wide receiver who, whether it's Simi or whether it's uh, Dennis Houston that starts to kind of show that he's got something, James Washington might not, he might not ever play for this team. Joseph played well last night. He's better than Bland and Wright. Maybe. Joseph played okay last night. He had the breakup. The one before that on third and five, I wanted him to break that one up too because he saw what it was. He knew what was ha- what was happening. He didn't manage to break it up. Turpin at wide receiver three. I doubt it because he's not necessarily a real-life NFL wide receiver yet. He'll be a guy that runs the jet sweep stuff. He took one handoff last night and made something out of nothing. It should have been a loss. He got seven yards just by hesitating and running fast. Um, so he'll do something on offense. But I don't know that he's going to be there running routes all day. But he will be fun. It is really fun that the Cowboys found a guy in the middle of camp that no one else in the NFL was interested in signing, and it looks like he's going to be a real impact player. Ball didn't do that bad last night. Am I wrong? I have to go back and watch. I know on a couple of plays he stood out as having really, really bad snaps. But on the whole, they were able to block and run the ball and protect their quarterbacks. So it's likely that he didn't have a terrible night. So we'll see. What are your thoughts on tight end Ferguson? I thought he had a good night. Damn, you're good at that cough button. I know, and the problem is is that I already have allergies, right? I'm an allergies guy. And then I've got the, um, I'll drink an energy drink in the morning, which kind of dries the things up. And so I try to drink enough water that I I won't have the scratchy throat. But it just doesn't always happen. Deron Bland, thoughts. Same as before. I kind of trust Deron Bland to play in an NFL football game. He's a fifth-round rookie, but I trust him to play in an NFL football game. I think that he's going to make the 53, and I think if one of your starting corners went down, I don't, gosh, if it was a guy that primarily plays on the defense's left, maybe they would put Joseph in first. If it was on the right, maybe they'd put Wright in first. But I think you have a legitimate NFL player that can step in if those guys aren't getting it done that you can trust to be okay. What kind of energy drink? Whatever they have at my gym. It's some sort of powder that you mix up like that. Tyler Smith is better than Zion John. Okay, let's not make declarative statements about guys who haven't played NFL football yet, Jose. Let's chill out just a little bit. Hey, Jeff, Houston or Davis? Who do you keep on the 53? Davis as in Malik Davis, the running back? Uh, it depends. Do I already have five receivers? Dennis Houston, you could probably stash on the practice squad. Malik Davis, maybe you could, but I really feel like he looks so good that a team might steal him. I trust Joseph more than Bland because I've already seen it from Joseph. He's played NFL football a little bit, so that's true. Uh, but just my experience with watching them this season, 
Hey, Jeff, 17% or who do you have between Davis or Houston for the 53? Uh, I don't think it's between them is the thing. For Davis, it's he has to be the third running back. And if he is, he'll make the 53. If he's the fourth running back, they'll try to get him to the practice squad and keep Rico Dowdle as the third running back. With Houston, it's a matter of do they keep five or six wide receivers. And if they keep five, I bet he's the odd man out. If they keep six, I think he'll make it. How was the volleyball tournament? It's not a tournament, it's a league. In the Tuesday night rec league, well, we had our playoffs and we won the whole league. So shout out to myself for winning the league. Shout out to our team captain, Ashley Chow, who skipped the playoffs because she'd rather be in Florida. Shout out to uh, Cohen and Melissa, our married teammates that make love and play good volleyball. And shout out to our sub, Sabrina, who made things happen. And we got the dub. Turpin time! Yes, it is. It is Turpin time. Yes, it is. They ain't cutting Joseph. He was a second-round pick. If he wasn't, that dude would be gone immediately. Such a waste pick. Um, we'll see. I think they could cut him. I also think that it's reasonable that Kelvin Joseph would be lacking for some confidence and be struggling a little bit in camp this year just because of the offseason that he had. I'm sure that affects you in a lot of different ways. Uh, so, yeah. But... I don't know that they still have a lot invested in him if there's other guys that they like better. I think that they could walk away from that if they didn't want to. uh, If they thought that he wasn't going to make it, then I think they would say, no, we'll keep right. We'll keep bland. Uh, Mukwamu's been working at Cornerstone, which is crazy. Such tall people playing corners. I don't understand. Uh, Kick that volleyball ass, I will. Yeah, so Turpin could end up being the steal. Like, Turpin could end up a guy that plays some real-life receiver for him, too, and stretches the field and makes defenses worried. They'll have to kind of develop him into that guy because he hasn't filled that role yet. But maybe there's not a reason that he can't do that. Texas Hikes, smash the like button. Please do. Please do. Why did Nick Eatman look high AF on, I don't know, might have been. 100% on Joseph and his off-field issue. He's talented. Who would you cut or keep between Joseph and Wright? It's a hard one. If Bland is in and they only keep five corners, I would keep... If you trust Joseph off the field that he'll never be in trouble again and that he's going to be around, I'd probably take him over Wright just because I'm so scared of six-foot-four corners. Uh... Gallimore Pro Bowl this year. That's defensive line. I feel like to make a Pro Bowl, you've got to really have backfield production. And I don't know how much of that Neville Gallimore is going to have because Osa kind of gets to line up as the three technique and have more one-on-ones. But I think Gallimore could be a good NFL defensive tackle for you this year. I surely do. Mukwamu looks real comfortable and confident. He does. He does. He does. Oh, we got a Niner fan in here. Niners 2-0. and All right. Killing the preseason. Here we go. Here we go. Does Farniak have a chance of beating out Biotish? My guess would be absolutely not, just because Tyler Biotish didn't even put on pads last night. Once you know your job is secure, the team tells you don't even dress up. We're going to wear these other dudes out to see what we think their role is going to be, but I think the starting center job is all sewed up unless he's bad in the regular season. That's what I think. Who's getting cut off the D-line? I don't know. They've got... I'll pull it up real quick. This will be our final thing here. Thanks to Bet Online for presenting this content. Being a sponsor of mine. 
Got you turned on the TV in the hotel, and my dad loves your book collection. Hell yeah, Kilgore. Uh, I got another bookshelf out in the living room that probably has a selection I like better. But these ones are fine. These are good books. Where is it? I thought I had the D-line all set up to where I could talk about it. Where it's like 12 deep and, well, maybe I can do it off the top of my head. Defensive tackle. Neville Gallimore's in. Ose is in. Let me type them so that I don't miss anybody. Gallimore. Osa. In. Uh, Edges, Tank, Sam Williams, Dorrance, Fowler in. Other D tackles. Tristan Hills had a nice camp. Carlos Watkins is the vet. Uh, Bohana has been getting some run with the ones. Ridgeway, fifth round pick. So that's six interior guys. Oh, and I did not list yet Chauncey Golston who is a third-round pick from a year ago. So that's seven plus these four. Basham is probably the last end. So out of Neville Gallimore, Oso Digizua, Tristan Hill, Carlos Watkins, Quentin Bohana, John Ridgeway, Chauncey Golston, Tank, Sam Williams, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Terrell Basham. That's 12. My guess is they can keep 10. So what you really need is a fake injury on somebody like Golston or Ridgeway or Bohana where you can just hide them on IR for a year and pay them and still have them next year. And, gosh, it's tough to cut Basham just because then you only have four edge guys total. And so maybe it's Carlos Watkins, the vet that's in trouble. Or is Tristan Hill still in trouble? Or is Bohano or Ridgeway in trouble? That's going to be so tough. You pointed out Lee Child, Dan Brown, and Robert Jordan. Oh, yeah, I do like all those, Kilgore. Faux show. Showtime in the super chat. Appreciate you. Swing tackle, Collins or Ball. Your thoughts on Jabril Cox last night. Thanks. Uh, whew, I don't trust Aviante Collins or Josh Ball as my swing tackle. I really think the swing tackle is not on the roster. I hope when the season gets going, they're going to sign a veteran. They just don't want to sign him yet because then their full season salary would be guaranteed. I'm hoping they've still got an offensive tackle that's going to be on the way. Jabril Cox, I didn't think stood out a lot last night, uh, but I'm still a big fan of his. The throw into the end zone on the little wheel route, you saw that he's capable in coverage, a great throw. They could probably score that on him. But that's going to be a strength of his game. I'm a Jabril Cox fan. I am starting to wonder what Anthony Barr is going to give this team. Like, is he just going to give them very, very little? Is his knees so iffy that there's not going to be a lot from him? Or is Jabril Cox going to get to play plenty of snaps? And that is something that we will see. Ridgeway will get the fake injury. He might. He might. All right, that's good. I got to go to volleyball soon, but I love you guys. Wow, that was 30 minutes. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks for hanging out with me. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel, Jeff Cavanaugh on YouTube. Make sure that you have notifications on because I don't want you to miss a video. Please hit the like button when I go live because I want that for the algorithm. Please leave something in the comments because I'm sure that's good for the algorithm. Uh, Leave in there, who is your third running back? How many wide receivers are you keeping? Is Kevontae Turpin a full-time wide receiver? Who's your second quarterback? Greer or Rush? Leave all these things in the comments for the algorithm. Uh, Okay. Love you guys. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. And remember that I love you. Bye.